The point is finding your authentic sales voice, not what sounds good to me, right? Because what sounds good to me, it, it may not work for you. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This episode is number 14, all about how to sell in a way that feels good with Gabrielle Laura Coaching. Gabrielle is a niche expert and sales coach who teaches her students how to hone in on their unique and authentic sales voice. She doesn't just teach tried and true sales strategies, but how authentic selling can work for you. Our minds were blown away with tangible strategies she shares, and we plan to incorporate these right into our own business. We cannot wait for you to listen. So let's jump in. Hello, Gabrielle. We are so excited to have you on the Duo On Air podcast. So thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Abby and Courtney. I'm so excited. I can't wait to chat with your community today, chat with you guys, and tell a bit about my story and help your people out at the same time. Yeah, we are pumped. I think people are going to be really excited about what you have to talk about because it's such, yeah, it's just such a topic that people are even scared to even understand. So I think this will be awesome. So why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes. So my name's Gabrielle Lara. I always say, it's pronounced Laura. I always say Lara because I'm from Boston and people are always like, is it like L-A-R-A? I'm like, no, it's L-A-U-R-A. It's just how I say it. Um, But I am a niche expert and a sales coach and I help women find their niche and then sell in a way that feels good to them. Like that is so important for me and for me to just showcase to my community and my people. And so I feel really honored to be the first guest on your podcast to be able to walk your people through that today and just talk about selling in a way that feels good to you because I feel like there's so much out there about buying the next best strategy and doing all of this. But the reality is if there is a block in our like receiving abundance in a block and just like us as individuals and getting to know ourselves and tapping inward, then we're not going to sell naturally. And we probably aren't going to make the money and the impact that we want to in our business. So that's a lot of what I do. And, and a big mission of mine is just helping women really turn inward versus looking elsewhere for, for the answers. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you did, you were saying women there, but tell us what type of business owners do you um, typically work with? Is it, is it a specific type or um, specifically women? Just curious about that. Yeah, that's a great question. So I I typically say women, I've worked with a few gentlemen who have been awesome. I always love, I love working with them as well. Um, But it's really service providers and primarily coaches. I work with a lot of coaches. I work with some photographers, Pinterest managers. So it's mainly service providers within the online space. That's my sweet spot. Those are my people. Um, But I have an extra sweet spot for coaches and, and people who are just really putting themselves out there and who are going left when everyone else is going right and are just beating to their own drum. Like, 
it's so hard to put that in like a little I help statement, but like those, those are my people. That's yeah. Awesome. Are you finding that those people come in at different phases within their own business, um, whether they're starting off or if they've been in it for like four or five years, what have you? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I think a lot of that is around the niche work that I do because that attracts a lot of the newer and aspiring person, but also the entrepreneur who's pivoting, right? Like when you've been in business for a few years and you're like, okay, I did that and that felt good. But now I like, just, I'm not connected to that niche anymore. What do I do? And there's like panic, right? It's like, do I lose the community? I just built over the course of a couple of years and all of that. So I also work with like the established person who is pivoting their business, whether it's a full pivot, whether it's a 360 change or anything like that. So it's fun working with all different levels. I started working with the newer entrepreneurs, but as I've scaled my, the person that I speak to have, has scaled and we'll be talking about that through sales and stuff. Cause it's really important to be in tune with that person. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause we just did the niche episode, episode mm. nine, all about finding your niche and your audience. And I think we need to have you come back for like a yeah. niche conversation. So there's so much that. I feel like to cover there for sure. <laughs> so Tell us, because I feel like being like passionate business owners ourselves, like we're so passionate about what we do, what we offer, but selling is just super hard. Like for most people, it doesn't matter how confident you are, like, or how passionate you are about your offerings, but it's like, it's hard. Why, why, why is it so hard? (laughs) I think that there's just been this, this whole like notion on sales, that sales is bad, that receiving money is bad. That if you ask for money, you're greedy. And you know all of these things that we've picked up through our childhood, through society. And it's like, I wish there was just an easy answer for that, but it goes way back. Like I talk a lot about the healing in your entrepreneurial journey. And you know, it's like, it's almost like beyond mindset work, right? It, it's like the step deeper than that. And each person, it's very individual to each person, but like whenever I struggle to sell, for example, I'll use myself as an example. I ask myself, am I still aligned with my business? Have I outgrown who I'm talking to? Kind of like I just mentioned, do I still feel aligned with the person that I'm talking to? And do I stand behind my product or service 5,000%? Because when I do stand behind it, I'm super clear on it. I'm confident in that result. That energy just sells itself, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot, but that's taken a lot to kind of get there, right? So there's a lot of healing involved in that and just really standing in your business, right? Because sometimes we tell ourselves like, oh, I'm so confident I can jump on video. But once you have to shift into actually like fully embodying what your business is and I hate the word pitch because I feel like that's just like no one wants to be pitched to. But once you, you know, switching into, hey, here's how I can help you, that's like a whole other level of confidence that it takes time to get there. And I think a lot of people try to rush that process. But like my biggest piece of advice is give yourself grace. You're going to have crappy discovery calls. You're probably going to goof up on some, it's going to, they're going to be awkward. But then you do so many that they stop becoming awkward. And you start really finding your voice. Like it's not something that happens overnight. Yeah. I think that's a big thing is finding your voice and like Mm -hmm. how to sell yourself where it feels comfortable because 
like you said, you're going to have those moments of like, oh man, I totally messed that one up or, oh my gosh, did I sound totally ridiculous? But yeah. <laughs> once you start to like figure out your voice and like how you do sell yourself, um, you just become, it becomes, becomes more natural and a little bit more conversational. Yeah. Exactly. And there's like, so what I always tell people and what I start with people is how do you best build relationships? That's the foundation. Like there is no particularly high ticket sale going through without a relationship. Like unless you have a super established community, like it is so rare that, you know, your $10,000 program, somebody's just going to apply for the discovery call goes great. And the check is handed over. Like it is so rare that that happens, but there's been so much marketing on social media that shows that like, no, that is what happens, right? Like, oh yeah, no, just they'll, they'll, they'll come by. It's, relationships are the foundation of any sale. So to your point, it goes back to starting with how do you best build relationships? Like that's the first step in finding your authentic sales voice. Cause if you're an introvert and I'm like, Oh, you got to go out there and you have to cold DM 50 people. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be copy and pasted. You're going to dread it. I'm going to dread it, right? Everyone around you is going to dread it. Cause it's like that energy just radiates and it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think a lot of times people relate like selling to cold calling or like (laughs) just weren't like you're, you have a cold audience that you just have to sell to. And that's so not the case. Like to your point, it's the relationships that lead to the sale. So instead of thinking about selling, you should think about building those relationships. I love that. Exactly. Because everyone, like, especially the newer entrepreneurs, I find they unknowingly kind of operate out of like that desperation almost where it's like, oh, I got to get my first client. I got to make money. I was just laid off from my job. You know, I, I need to pay my bills. And so, you know, there's like that desperation there almost. And like, we've all done it, like been there, done that for sure. But, you know, when you kind of step out of, okay, I'm not going to like go chase the money right now. I'm going to chase the relationship. I'm going to build the relationship because once you have that established foundation, 5 billion times easier to just be like, Hey, I didn't know you were like, I can help you. That's what I do. Like, that's right up my alley. You want to chat about it? You just hop on a discovery call. And it's a conversation like this. Like that's exactly how it should go. Yep. Yep. I think it's all about kind of the words that you use too. I've noticed you've said, I can help you a couple of Mm -hmm. times when you say things like that versus like trying to make it really like sales pitchy versus, you know, you're saying like, I can help you or like, we can do this together. Um, I think that really is so powerful in just like the words that you use to sell your business or yourself. Yeah. And it's, it's knowing too, that it's not so much just like leading with like, oh, me, 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 right. Like that desperation state, like, oh, work with me, work with me. It's how let's see if we're aligned with each other. Right. Like that, that's another thing is like, don't just sign on any client, make sure you can a thousand percent help them. And you know, what they're struggling with is right up your alley. It just makes the world of a difference. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned cold DMs, which I feel like falls into the bucket, but now I want to hear. So what are some selling tactics that you think have like kind of hit the mainstream and maybe something that should be avoided, or maybe they're just old and like not really brought into current times? Oh my gosh. If you copy and paste the same thing to multiple people, please know my hairs are getting grayer by the moment. Just thinking about that. (laughs) I came from corporate America sales. So I did nine to five sales for five years, sales scripts, put them to rest, tear them up and throw them out the window. Anybody selling you like sales scripts of how to close your next discovery call, just 
Do not waste your money. Like I, I, people have asked me before, do you sell scripts? Never, because that's not the point. The point is finding your authentic sales voice, not what sounds good to me, right? Because what sounds good to me, it, it may not work for you. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But if you're sitting on that call, just as if I was sitting on this call, right? With the questions that Abby and Courtney sent me prior and was just reading off my responses, it would sound so unnatural. It would sound awkward. And if I fluffed up a word, cause it was like, I read over it. Like, it's just awkward. The same thing with your discovery calls and your sales, like no scripts, just lead with impact, lead with wanting to help that person. And you only know if you want to help that person by having a relationship with them. And I always say to, if you can, if possible, and this is easier as a service-based entrepreneur, which is who I primarily target, but have your dream customer be a past version of you. It's not everyone, it, 99% of the time it works. It doesn't always work. But if you can have your dream customer be that past version of you, you have an additional like passion and fire to help that person because you have navigated the waters that they've navigated. You would have begged for somebody to help you through whatever it is that you're providing. Now you have the opportunity to be that mentor. And when you have that, on top of standing behind your business, on top of being aligned in what you're selling and, and everything that you stand for, your mission, it sells itself. It sounds so cliche, but like it's, it's the energy just sells itself. Yeah, so no right. sales scripts. <laughs> I, I yeah. Yeah. It's funny because anytime that we get, um, you know, somebody pitches something at us or whatever, and it comes to our inbox, we can always tell when mm -hmm. they've taken the time to personally write it versus when they've copy and pasted. So mm -hmm. I think some people probably think like, well, they're never going to know that I copied and pasted, but Abby and I were always just like, well, this doesn't seem very personal. <laughs> so like, yeah. really, they're like, they're just doing this with everybody, but we can tell the ones that are very personal mm -hmm. and they want to get to know us, or they've done their research on us. So then we're like, well, this is interesting. Yeah, let's, you know, try it out or whatever. So, yeah, yeah it, it, I was just going to say, I think what I love most about what you said is like the focus isn't about you. The focus mm -hmm. is about them. Like, what do they need? And then how can you help? But like the main focus shouldn't be about you, which I think is so powerful. Right. It's like lead with that impact. And, and for anyone listening who, you know, is, is out there looking for a coach or mentorship or a program, like keep an eye on that. Are they making it about them? Are they making it about you? It's huge. Cause like, I remember back in, in, when I first started my business, I didn't make money for six months and it was awful. I was just laid off from my job. I struggled like you wouldn't believe and so much. And I remember I was at I was about to throw in the towel. I was like, I'm going to go back to the nine to five. I don't have a choice. And I remember I posted in a Facebook group and I said, I'm like this close to throwing in the towel. Does anybody know of a business coach? Like I was literally about to throw the rest of my money to a, to a business coach to get this thing off the ground. And the first woman who commented was the only woman out of the 150 who responded who did not make it about her. And she was the coach I literally gave the rest of my money to and to this day, I am still with her. I have, I have not steered wrong. And it just goes to show that like, there are people out there who lead with impact and there are people out there who don't, and that really differentiates. So like really keep an eye on that when you're, you're making investments and stuff in your business. It's something I wish somebody told me back in the very beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I'm like right now going over my head of how I've responded to Facebook messages right now. I'm like, okay, I need to practice this mindset. <laughs> yeah. 
So um, we would love to get a little sneak peek inside of your coaching program. If you wouldn't mind kind of sharing some of that with us. Absolutely. So the first thing that I do when I sign on a client and what I like to say too is I customize everything. Like my programs, I, I have three, none of them are one size fits all, right? It's not, Hey, here's a group of 50 women. This same framework is going to work for every single one of you. Like it's customizable because every single one of us are our own individual, right? And we operate in our own unique way and we're at our own unique point. So I always usually start like in my three-month program, which is my one-to-one program with what is your niche? Like, let's go back and do a niche intensive. So that's my signature program. It's my 90 minute niche clarity intensive. And I start with that because people will come to me with sales trouble nine times out of 10. And this is a fun fact for anyone listening who, who thinks they may be struggling with sales. It's actually not sales that they're struggling with. They have no idea what their niche is and they're out of alignment with who they're targeting. They're not clear on who they're targeting. If you're not clear on any of that, you can't sell anything. But a lot of the programs out there teach you how to build the house before you buy the land. Buy that land first, get crystal clear. Will it change as you go? hundred percent. But any program I do just based off of like knowing that and seeing it so many times, we start with the niche clarity intensive and then we go from there. Like, let's get so grounded and aligned. I don't care if you've been in business for 10 years. Let's get really grounded and aligned with who you're speaking to, because having a niche does not just mean it's one person that you're speaking to. Like you could be established. You could be five years in, you could be speaking to four different people. Let's get super clear on that. And then we can start building our house. And then we can start figuring out how you best build relationships, which is really step two there. And then teaching you how to sell in a way that feels good. Like I always say, I'm not here to give you the next best strategy. I'm here to help you find the best strategy for yourself. So it's not going to be copy and pasted from, you know, what I did or what the other person did. It's like very unique and individual to you. Yeah, I love that. I think clarity like leads to confidence. That's kind always. of just always struggling with like how to sell or what to do. It's almost like you're lacking some type of clarity. And we've had that issue ourselves too, where we've had to sit down and be like, who are we talking to? Like, let's just like sit down and write it out so that we feel better about what we're doing next. Yeah. I think right. kind of lost okay. in that too. You know, like you have, you have your niche and then you're like going about doing your thing. And then you, you, you do have to pull yourself back and kind mm-hmm. of re-ask yourself, like, are we still talking to the same person here? Are we, are we doing it the right way? Um, so just kind of constantly coming back and asking yourself those questions too. I always say like audit it quarterly, like now Q1 is almost, so I think on like Thursday or something is the beginning of Q2 audit that like sit down and I'll be doing that in my business. There's a few things that I audit and my dream customer is one of them. My product suite is the other. Do I like my services still? If I don't like them, I'm not going to do them. I don't care how impactful they are. Right. Cause if I'm not behind it, it's not going to sell. So yeah, that, that, that is a, a really good shout there. Like, it's so important to just like audit your person and make sure they're still feeling good. Cause, and like you said, Abby, it's it, it, confidence. It all embodies confidence there. But I always say too, like clarity gives you the courage and without courage, like there is no confidence. So like once you have that clarity, like you just, you hit the ground running. So fight for that clarity for sure. Love that. Yes. Yeah. That should be like a new Pinterest quote. Right? Yeah. That could be on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, should I, maybe I'll start making some t-shirts. I know, I'll send you guys some. I love that. That mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah. 
So tell us more about how we each have a unique and authentic sales voice, how yeah. you find it. Yes. So I want you to think about like right now, if you two were just out for coffee, right? How would you speak? Just like very chill and relaxed. I assume just from knowing you guys for the past 20 minutes, like chill and relaxed and just like funny and easygoing. It's exactly how your sales call should be. Cause that's how you naturally and authentically operate. Right. But for some reason, it's like, you know, it, we're this chill and relaxed person speaking to our friend. And then we get on a sales call and we're proper, right? Like we're like British grandmothers who are like 95 <laughs> years old, proper. And like super just like, and like very rigid. And it's like, that's just nerves coming through. It's just nerves. And so, and nerves are normal hundred percent. But the best way that you can find that authentic sales voice is getting to know yourself on that level, right? And asking yourself, like, how do I have a conversation with my girlfriends or my friends or whomever? Because that's how I want to approach these. And the easiest way to approach your sales conversations as if you are talking to a friend is to make sure that that existing relationship is there. Because if you, and so I always tell people, like, do not have this is my preference and everyone could do what they want, but like, I will never leave my calendar open for anyone to just hop, like put time on because I, in me doing this for like, as long as I have, I would be nervous getting onto that call, not knowing what I was walking into, not knowing what the person's struggling with. Even if they filled out a couple questions, like I want an existing relationship with that person because then I'm able to know, am I aligned with them? are what they struggling with something that I feel like I can fix. Cause if not, you know, I'm not going to waste anybody's time here. And then I'm able to approach that conversation in my authentic sales voice. And that just like is across the board, right? So take those calendars off. If, if anyone listening kind of has those on and just letting anybody put time on there and like, make sure that you can have an application to your program, send the person a couple voice notes back and forth before Cause then you get to kind of like read their energy, get a sense of who they are. They get a sense of who you are and then hop on the call. And then you can find that, that, you know, authentic sales voice of yours. Cause it comes with practice, but a lot of it too comes with really honoring how you best build relationships and generating your leads that way. Cause there's, you can't sell without having leads, right? So make sure that the leads that you are finding are coming to you in a way that feels good. Like if you are introverted, probably don't be like cold DMing people, you know, probably not the good move. Probably do like solid call to actions. If you're extroverted, can you get to networking events? Right. Cause then you're just in tune with how you operate and it all comes, it just, it all comes together. I love that. I do think voice, I mean, we love doing voice memos. Like it's just kind of how we yes. function. <laughs> yep. But I think like even just how we met you, like that was the very first thing you did is you sent us a voice memo. And then it's like easy to respond back to that with another voice memo and start a conversation. And it kind of takes the pressure off because there's no video. There's no, like no one's right there in the moment. Like they could listen to it right away, but they might listen to it later. Like there's no pressure. It's just candid. You can be Sitting, sitting in your kitchen waiting for your lunch to heat up. Right, right. exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's just natural. It's normal. It's not forced. It's not like, okay, we meet at this time for the first time. Like take the edge off, do the icebreaker, you know, like send, send a couple voice notes and like voice notes are also a great trust builder too for anyone out there who are like nurturing leads and stuff. It's a great trust builder. So yeah, just 
just like lean into it. How would you respond to your friend? Like I always say that if, you know, somebody applies to your program and that was your friend, how would you respond? Mm-hmm. You send them like a funny email. Would you send them a voice note? Like just, just go that route. And whoever is not aligned with it, isn't going to work with you anyways. And that's okay. Like repel those people and really hone in on finding your people. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are some great tips. Yeah. I, I feel like too, anytime, like we get on a, a call when we're, you know, just meeting a client for the first time, we're always, we're like super casual and obviously we're still yeah. selling our products or our services, but people are always just like, oh my gosh, you were so fun. You guys are just laid back. We've even had people say funny things like you guys look so relaxed and comfortable. Yes. Like, well, yeah, you That's know, we're awesome. not up every time we're just kind of showing up as yeah. ourselves. And so we're like, okay. Exactly. Like honor that. If you are like, like, like you just said, don't dress up. If you don't, don't like dress up for a sales call. If that's not how you would naturally go about it. Like if you are a sweatshirt person, live in your sweatshirt and own that. Like, I love that so much. My clients know my hair is usually on the top of my head (laughs) meeting with them waiting for a hair wash. Like, and that's just like, that's how you show up because you attract more of that, right? If you're a laid back person, you like, you know, you, you probably build relationships really well with laid back people and like stay true to that. Because if you're not true to that and you sign on a client who doesn't really embody that, it's not going to be fun. It is not going to be fun. So make it fun. Keep it fun. (laughs) Love that. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about like how to get started, how to step out of like your comfort zone and like great ideas, I think for people to actually like use and just get out of their comfort zone, sell naturally, build a relationship, right? Not even Mm -hmm. talking about selling in general, but, um, what would you say like when it comes to like closing the sale? So you've started building that relationship with someone, what do like, and this is what people call like the hard sell. And so like, Mm -hmm. how do you make that feel less awkward? (laughs) So there's, so there's two things and I'll give you guys my secrets here. Cause these are, I don't, I don't hold back. Number one, when you do get onto a sales call with somebody, the most important thing is to make sure that you maintain control of that conversation. And that that's not like a masculine, like I have control type of way. It's very much like free flowing like this. Like you guys get a sense of how I am. I always make sure I mean, can maintain control on my discovery calls so that when I do go in to introduce my program, it makes sense. So to do that, to maintain control, I do something called an upfront contract, which is essentially just laying out what the conversation is going to be and getting their permission all about consensual sales. Like no one likes surprises when it comes to sales. It is consensual across the board. So when I hop on a call with somebody, you know, we chat for a little bit and I just say, you know, I'm, I'm so excited to be doing this. So what I really want to hear today is what you're struggling with, what you feel like you need for support, right? And like what that looks like. And if that aligns with what I have to offer, I'll introduce my program. How does that sound? So I do that one, because I want their permission and they always say yes, of course. Two, it lays out the expectations and really manages the expectations and the boundary too. Like that's not me saying here, you're going to get free coaching. Like I have these few buckets that we're going to go through and then If the conversation gets off, I have permission to bring it back on. And then if I do want to say no, as in like, this is not a good fit. I have permission to do that because I've already said, if it's aligned with you, I will, I will introduce my program. And then on top of that, it allows me to segue into my program in a way that's not forced. Cause like, how awkward is it? Like we've all been there, done that when you're on a conversation and 
somebody just right out the gate, their energy shifts and they get all nervous and then they just jump into their program. And it's like the person on the other end of the call picks up on that so much more than, you know, so which embodies the whole importance of being able to find your authentic sales voice. So number one is I do that upfront contract. And then my second thing, which I absolutely swear by across the board is I never, ever, ever ask for an answer on a discovery call. And so many people are like, you're absolutely crazy, but, and, and I have an 85% close rate on my discovery calls. And I freaking know that that's why, because, so what I say is if my, any program of mine is aligned, I'll suggest the program that I think talk through it. And then I give the price. When I give the price, I stop speaking. Even if we stare at each other for five full seconds, I just want to, no, I will, I will literally be like this. I just like want an acknowledgement, like, okay, yep. Thumbs up. Sounds good. Whatever. And then I move on because if I talk after my pricing, it's like, I'm justifying it. Okay. It's a hundred dollars. Okay. But the reason why it's a hundred dollars is because you get this, that, you know, it's like it, it, people pick up on that. So I do that. And then I let them know that I'm not looking for an answer right now. What I want them to do is I want them to marinate on it. Cause I want this to be a hell yes. And if it's not, then it's not the right time. Cause if it's a hell yes to them, then they're going to put in the work. They're going to show up. They're going to be a great client. And when I work with great clients, when anybody works with great clients, then they get the result. You get solid social proof. They write you a good testimonial and put together a referral program. That person can refer others to you. So you make so much more money by making sure you're like being selective in who you choose. So I tell them that. And then I say, the only thing that I, I'd like from you is when can I follow up with you? So if you do go that route, everyone listening, make sure and like write a sticky about this. You must get a follow-up time and a method of communication and a day. Everything's consensual there, right? You have their permission for everything. So if they say, all right, I will follow up with you on Wednesday, or you can follow up with me on Wednesday, sorry. And then I'll say, all right, Wednesday, you know, March 30th, I will go into your Instagram DMs. I'll send you a voice memo by noon to see if you are in or not. It manages the expectation. And I know if I'm getting a yes or no, you don't get ghosted that way. Like it, it's like, because it's a respectful conversation the entire way. It's not, Hey, okay. So what do you think? Yeah, you're in. Okay, great. I find when there's that pressure on those discovery calls, that's when people back out midway. That's when you get in like a contract loop with somebody. They don't want to pay anymore. All that. I've heard horror stories. Be selective in who you have and make sure your person's a hell yes. I know that was a long-winded answer, but I hope that that helped. <laughs> no, that it. was a great answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was great. My brain's like spinning right now. Thinking yeah. about all the things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what we need to maybe <laughs> go back and check I or know. rework or whatever. But yeah, I love it. I also love that you, you give permission to say no, because I feel like every, a lot of times, especially in the service-based industry, you feel the pressure to say yes to every discovery call you hold. And if you give yourself and you give, you tell them right up front that like, I will let you know if this is aligned. And if we're not aligned for you, like I can give you a recommendation for something else, but otherwise, like, I'm not even going to talk about it because that can be like, you just feel the pressure to morph your services or morph your offerings into something that fits them rather than just figuring out if you're aligned in the first place. Right. And it's, it's integrity is my number one value. I'm, and that, that I've promised myself that from when I started, like I will lead with integrity. And if it just does not feel right, even if I cannot explain it, then I'm going to, I'm going to say, no, thank you. And like that there's just, there's so much 
there's so much of that out there where people will just take on anyone, but I just know myself where I will not show up 110% for the person. If I've like, you know, moved my programs around or like fiddled on the price at all. I'm just like, that just does not work for me. And if that works for other people, awesome, but it just doesn't for me. And if I can't give somebody 110%, then it's, it's a no. Right. You're doing a, you're doing a disservice to both of you. If you can't yeah, yeah give them your all. So I think it's incredibly powerful to uh, be able to say no and refer them to somebody else who will give them everything that they need. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. For sure. Okay. This has been amazing. I already feel like we have just so much homework to do already <laughs> on our end. So I know our listeners are going to feel the same way. So let us know how can people work with you and connect with you after they finish listening to this episode. Absolutely. So I have two free resources for your listeners. So I have a free masterclass on how to find your niche. If anyone out there is struggling with that, as I said, like that's usually a big driver and why people struggle with sales to start with. Um, and then I also have a free quiz for you guys on how to find your aligned sales strategy. So that's just the other way that I say how to sell in a way that feels good to you. It's how to find your individual sales strategy. So I will give Abby and Courtney the links to those. I'm sure they'll put them in the show notes for you guys. Um, and then you can follow me on Instagram. Instagram too. So it's at Gabrielle with two E's, Lara. I'd love to hang out with you guys. I appreciate this so much. This was an awesome conversation. Yeah, this has been awesome. And we will put everything in the show notes so everyone can just link to it and get all those resources. I know we are. So (laughs) I appreciate that. Well, thank you ladies so much. Thank you so much. If you liked this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, go ahead and leave us a review and you'll be entered for a chance to win a box of Duo's favorite things. At the end of every month, we'll be doing a drawing and the winner will receive a box of goodies. So see you next week.